Hello, and welcome back to Better, the podcast that discusses being better physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and personally. I am your host, Nathan, and this is episode four. Welcome in. It is Friday, February 7th. Today I wanted to talk a little bit about getting better emotionally. And it could also be combined with getting better mentally as well. Um, I want to talk a little bit about the grieving process. I want to give you a backstory of some of my grieving process. And tell you about a a couple of key moments in my life that um, caused me to repress a lot of grief and not really walk through the grieving process like I should have, which caused um, a series of, uh, I guess, just some unhealthy decisions on my part and just, um, just unhealthy emotionally and physically and mentally, uh, just not processing grief the right way and holding it in and not expressing it um, can just do, it can wreak havoc on you physically and mentally and obviously emotionally. So I want to talk a little bit about that and um, some things to say and not to say to people who are grieving. Um, But anyway, stick around for part two and we'll get into that. Hey guys, thanks for coming back for part two. Um, and if you're listening and you've listened to the last couple of podcasts, I really appreciate that. Uh, as I've kind of made a disclaimer yesterday uh, about what I had said a couple of episodes before that I wasn't going to do a podcast every day. I really just, I can't help it. I tell you what happens is I wake up in the morning and I think I don't, I don't really have anything on my mind today. And then something pops in. And it's something, like I said, life experience is amazing because it's like a movie playing out in your head. And there's so many things, like if you're talking to a friend on the phone about this life experience, you can talk for hours. And that's like content, you know, that's recipe for a podcast. So I feel like there's a lot of things that I've been through. And, you know, everybody has, everybody's got an amazing story. And I believe that anybody could do a podcast and just share their thoughts Um, they've got a full recipe book of life that they can share with people. And I encourage you as listeners, as friends of mine, um, do that. Take the opportunity to tell somebody your story. It's an, it's an amazing outlet and it really goes hand in hand with what I want to talk about today. And I don't want it to be so somber and kind of in the uh, intro or part one, you can, it kind of sounds somber. I'm talking about the grieving process today and the grieving process can be a beautiful thing. It can, it's so necessary. It is a part of life and there's a healthy way to go about it. And I want to talk a little bit about that today, but, uh, I want to say, of course, thanks again, if you're tuning in and listening, I appreciate that. And, uh, from here on out, let's just see what happens. It may be a podcast every day and it may not be who knows. Um, uh, and today you won't hear any construction sounds. Woohoo! So that's good. 
so anyway, I'm going to keep it light, but I, but I'm, I'm really de- dealing with a serious subject because what I'm going to talk about, the subject matter can be a little heavy, but for me, um, it has been very beneficial to stay light when I talk about this subject because it is very hard and it is very close to me, but uh, so I'm really pulling back the curtain here and letting you see me be very vulnerable and it could explain a lot if you met me in the last five or six years it could explain a lot of my attitude during that time um so let me take you back to um july 31st 2005 i was in colorado uh, Pagosa Springs, and I had just left Texas on July 1st, and I was going to start a, I was going to be working in a private school, uh, doing a teaching position there, and I'd done it previously back in 99 at the same school, and then uh, kind of helped them get started and all that, and, and worked for a year, worked in a boys' home as well, and then I moved back in, like I said, 2005, I was 27, and um, I get a phone call from uh, my brother, and he said, Mom died. Very unexpected. Uh, I get in the vehicle, drive back to Texas basically non-stop so that's um, Houston where I was probably 20 hours or so and you know I felt like I dealt with uh, I dealt with the grieving process a little bit better then and I was you know I shed some tears and I mean it's hard losing a parent it really really is especially when you've seen them your whole life and then all of a sudden they're not there anymore. When I actually got up to speak at my mom's funeral, it was very surreal. Uh, talking and reminiscing and then turning around and seeing her lying in a casket was the weirdest thing for me. And I broke down and I never do that. I never break down in front. Most people have never seen me shed tears. And that's not a brag. It's actually kind of pathetic. I mean, crying is very healthy, and I haven't done a whole lot of it in my life. And I turned around, I saw my mom, and I broke down. And I just, uh, I couldn't believe I was doing that in public, but at the time, I just didn't care because I needed that release. But something happened after that. After the funeral, uh, you know, me and my brothers and my sister, you know, discussed moving forward and how we're going to handle it, and realizing that her mom was gone and we didn't have that opportunity to lean on her, you know, call her, talk about things with her. That was gone. It really affected my sister and my older brother really hard. And uh, we had to learn how to deal with that. But then I didn't realize, I mean, I have a, I have three brothers and a sister. And I have a twin brother. And my twin brother... It, it affected him harder than I even understood. I didn't realize the magnitude of his relationship with my mom. Uh, it was very deep and it was very, um, 
very unique and he really learned a lot from my mom and from my grandmother uh, my mom's mom and he loved them and he always thought they were the strongest women he ever knew and probably strongest people he ever knew and, and he just you know I didn't realize the magnitude of his love and respect for my mom and my grandmother and uh, he took it really hard and um, he would tell me that he used to have dreams about her that she was still alive and I was like you know I never really did have those kind of dreams or anything like that so I, I dealt with my grief in a totally different way I kind of just started after I <laughs> cried in public I started repressing the emotion I started hiding all of that and I didn't let it come out what I noticed it started doing in me was making me angry um I felt like it was unfair. My mom was only 55 and she was gone. And uh, I kind of just buried myself in work and, you know, kind of hid a lot of the pain that I was dealing with. Because one of the things I, I did remember is that my mom and I didn't have the most awesome relationship. She loved me. I never had any doubt in my mind about that. But we argued a lot. And I was the son who was basically a jerk. And my brothers and sister always let me know it. And that's something that I can never get back. I can't ever, you know, tell my mom, hey, I was sorry for all the times I was such an idiot. And uh, that bothered me because I've thought about that for a long time. And it just, it really, it really added to my depression. And I, I didn't realize that I was depressed. But, uh, yeah, I was dealing with a lot of depression because of my mom's death and then really the unforgiveness that I wasn't allowing myself to give to myself, you know, for the mistakes that I'd made concerning, you know, my relationship with my mom. And I just kind of just let it build and, and I didn't really realize it was building. And I'll fast forward to December 19th, 2013. I get a phone call from my twin brother. I want to say it was a sad, uh, maybe it was a Friday morning. And he calls me and he says, Joey's dead. Joey was our second oldest brother. Um, that one hurt. That one was bad. Um, I remember talking to him on the phone as he's looking over Joey's body, trying to revive him, wake him up. He doesn't understand why he, what's going on. Um, Joey was my best friend. And we would call each other constantly and, and, we're both huge Houston sports fans and we would talk different sports. We would call each other back and forth and say, hey, did you see that play? If there was a game on or whatever. Uh, Joey was the type of guy that everybody loved to be around. He was awesome. He was fun. He was gifted musically uh, in a way that a lot of people, you know, you can't really fathom how how gifted somebody is musically sometimes when they're right in front of you and then you realize the joy that they brought and the talent they brought later 
you think, wow, none, like I look at my ability to play music and I think it's nothing compared to what my brother could do. The way he saw things, the way he interpreted uh, life around him through music was amazing. And it was, everything was so catchy. Everything was so, uh, just extraordinary and I mean that's the way I looked at it and he was funny and he was fun to be around and he was caring and he was thoughtful he loved Thanksgiving he loved Christmas and he was he was the one person and and I have don't get me wrong I have a lot of friends who I consider brothers now who um you know call me on my crap you know I got a you know really great friend Josh who calls me on my crap constantly he doesn't let let me get away with anything and uh, Joey was like that too and he would pull me aside and tell me literally you're being an idiot or you're being stupid or why are you acting like this or whatever so he kicked my butt constantly wanting me to be a better person and uh, it hurt when he passed and I didn't understand it and I, and I didn't think it was fair. And I was so angry because of that. And I maybe shed a tear one time and then I repressed it all. And I just, I couldn't forget about it. And I would, there were times where I couldn't even listen to his music. Um, and I just, I, I didn't want to... I guess I felt like I had to be strong because, you know, I have children and that was their uncle and they loved him. I mean, they, they adored him and uh, I didn't want to, I guess, be sad and depressed around them because of it. But uh, yeah, I just, I hit a lot of emotion. I hit a lot of my sorrow and I was developing a lot of unhealthy patterns and I didn't even realize it. You know, at the time I thought I was just being strong and I'm just like, well, you know what, you got to move on got to be an adult, uh, you know, life doesn't last forever. So let's just move on and, and call it what it is. And, and that type of thing. And then fast forward a little bit more to April of 2018. I think it was April. Can't remember the exact date. I get a message that says you need to call this hospital in Brooklyn to get the information about your brother. So I called and it was one of the most awkward conversations I've ever had. It was like time stood still. The doctor went on to ask me a few introductory questions to make sure I was who I said I was and then told me that my twin brother was dead. And sometimes, sometimes life is awful and it kicks you when you're down and then it takes your wallet too. And that's what it felt like happened to me at that point. And I really got angry and I really got low and I got really, really depressed. So I buried myself in work. And I didn't shed a tear. And I thought I was doing the right thing. But I was getting further and further away from a healthy reality. I was losing myself 
in the grief and not letting it work for me and let it work its process. As I said at the start, grieving is a wonderful thing. It is a healthy thing and it is absolutely necessary for you when you suffer loss of any kind to go through that grieving process. I tell people, I get an opportunity a lot to talk to people who are going through that grieving process and it's not Um, Like I go out and solicit that, like, hey, I'm here to help you through your grief. It's more a chance type thing. You bump into people, they start talking about loss, and then you're able to share a life experience with them. I've lost more in my life than I would ever talk about. And that's okay. I don't have to talk about it, especially not on this podcast. But uh, those are three big losses that I um, experienced And just the last, I mean, my two brothers in the last six years, I've lost them. And it's been an uphill battle. And I'm going to tell you for about five years and 30 days of that, I've been, you know, wallowing and just, you know, not trying to do anything about the grief, not dealing with it, pretending that I wasn't depressed, pretending that I wasn't hurting, pretending that it was okay to be tough, when in actuality it's not. So what I started to do was really, just right at the end of last year, 2019, I really started to take stock of what I wanted to do with my life in the emotional standpoint, how I wanted to become better emotionally and be healthy mentally. Bottom line was you got to deal with that grief, man. You can't let it just sit there and fester in your mind. You can't pretend to be strong when you're not strong. So I started breaking down walls. I started writing more, started making more music. And in those writings the poetry and the music they were themed around my brothers and when I started doing that and I started mentioning their names as I was singing or writing the poetry dealing with the grief I was able to start crying and I tell you it's the most relieving thing I've done it's amazing to be able to shed tears and to be able to walk through this process and become the better person that I want to be Because I'm not holding on to a bunch of baggage. I'm not holding on to a bunch of guilt of what if, or why couldn't I have said this, or why didn't I do so much more. You do what you can when you have those loved ones alive. And then when you can't do any more, then you hold on to the memory. Remember the good stuff. And remember the bad stuff. Because all of that makes up the relationship. So... I spent, I've been spending these last few months really focusing on getting those tears out, letting the dam break, becoming healthy, remembering my brothers for how awesome they were, and then talking to others about their relationship with my brothers. And it's interesting, I mentioned at the top of the podcast, certain things to say and not say. Now, I'm not an expert on the subject. But I'm going to share with you what's worked for me and having lost and and what that experience feels like when somebody comes up to you. One of the, unless you've lost someone this close to you, saying I understand 
doesn't help. But the other side of that is not saying anything at all to, to a friend of yours who's lost someone that's dear to them. To be nervous about what you say that it might offend them, forget that. Throw all that out of the, you know, just put all that away from you. Get it out of your mind. Uh, don't make it a part of your vocabulary. Talk to them. Because although the words that you say are not going to change the fact that their loved one is lost, the fact that you have made yourself vulnerable enough to come talk to them about it and, and sit with them and grieve with them is a huge thing. And never tell somebody who's grieving you know, it's okay. You can, you know, you don't have to, you know, it's okay. Now you can stop crying, whatever. Let them cry. They need to cry as often as they can. And this is coming from a person who never did. And it's hard to hold those tears in because you get to a point where they won't come out anymore. And if you feel like you've missed your window. So if you're dealing with a friend who has lost someone, let them cry every time they need to. Let them get it out. Let them deal with their emotion. Let them walk through their grief. Be there for them. And key, this is huge. Talk to them about the loved one that they've lost. If you had a relationship with that loved one, that person that they've lost, share your stories about that. There's nothing more exciting and 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 healing than hearing somebody else tell me a story about an adventure or something that they had with one of my brothers. I absolutely love that. And some of my friends have thought, I just don't know how to talk about them. I know it's still, you know, still raw for you. And I'm like, you know what? I love it. I love hearing those stories. It makes me laugh. It reminds me of how great my brothers were. And it's a part of, it's a part of them that I didn't get to see because sometimes I wasn't hanging out with the same group and my brothers were there and they're telling these unique stories and it's just, it's awesome. So engage and share the familiar with your friend who's lost or, or if you're in that grieving process right now, don't be afraid to talk about the one you've lost. Don't be afraid to cry out in public. Don't be afraid to walk through your grieving process. That's yours and yours alone. Own that grief but grow beyond the grief. And that's the point where I am right now is growing beyond the grief, getting through it, walking through that valley. Cause it feels dark and it feels dangerous sometimes. And it just feels like, I don't know where this is going. I don't, I don't know if I can handle any more loss, but the fact of the matter is I can handle whatever comes, um, whatever comes at me and, and all of you can. So hold your head up. Be a friend to others. Be a shoulder to cry on. Listen. That's the biggest thing. Listen to people when they're talking to you. And when the subject of grief comes up, talk about it. Walk through it. Don't be afraid to discuss that. It can be somber, but it can be wonderful as well. And it's healing for the other person. People who are dealing with grief need to talk. So be there to listen. And if you're dealing with grief, please talk. Your friends, the people around you want you to share. They don't want you to hold on to something and try to deal with it on your own. Nobody can do anything on their own. A team makes everything better. I'll be back with a final thought.
Okay, I'm back with my final thought. And I really got to say, I hope that today wasn't too dark and too somber. It's something that I'm going through. It's something that this is therapy for me to be able to talk about it. And if anything I said in there and you as a listener heard it and it's something you disagree with, that's okay. It's okay to disagree. That's healthy to do. Uh, That's all a part of becoming better, as I say in this podcast. But, um, you know, it's we're all going to have different views and and uh, different opinions on how to deal with grief or, you know, you know, if you're the one who's talking to someone who's dealing with grief, you, you may feel like, oh, shoot, maybe I shouldn't have said that I messed up. You know what? You do you. I'm not an expert. I'm just telling you from my point of view what I've done and uh, where how I've been on the other end of it and people coming to console me. And I tell you what, just console people. They need it. They love it. They love you. You be awesome. Take care of yourself. Love yourself so that you can love others. Thanks again for tuning in. We'll see you next time.